mighty fancy automobile. Oh, she's a real road king, all right. Zero to 60 in 7.5. She'll do a quarter of a mile, 13.40. 390 horsepower, 500 foot-pounds of torque. Whatever that is, performance and image, that's what it's all about. There's no such thing as a stupid question. This is Drive Radio. All of your automotive questions are just one phone call away. 303-477-5600. Drive Radio is made possible by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. To find one near you, go to drive-radio.com. Now, Drive Radio on KLZ 560. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Ken Rackley, Tune Tech Automotive, Larry Unger answering phones, Charlie Grimes, your engineer. Arnie in Foxfield, you're first this hour. What's up? Hey, Arnie. Hello? Hey, Arnie. Hi. Okay. All right. I didn't quite catch That's okay. who you had there. <laughs> We're good. Now you got me. Well, Ken knows I'm an old conservative idiot. <laughs> you know, but uh, uh, it seems to me we were missing the... The main point here, and that is, we're not going to need cars here shortly because RTD is going to have us all oh, right. There right you go, in. Arnie. There's the answer. I did forget about that. Doggone Darn it. it. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> now, where they're going to put the tracks, I haven't figured that out. Yeah, I forgot about I'm, that part. You know, I'm a Parker Roader out southeast, you know, like Ken, and, and I keep, you know, wondering, well, we're going to. We're going to have to get this line in here. Hey, where's that track go? Yeah. Well, I don't know. We're going to take a... It's funny. <laughs> Elevate it. Elevate There funny. you go. Elevate it. Yeah. Keep it out yeah, of the way. You, you got me dialed in, Arnie. Sorry, yeah. I did forget that part. <laughs> okay, well, I just... No, I, that's a good one. No, I thank you. I to be sure we had this, the solution. Well, I appreciate that. No, you're right on the money. Thank oh, you, Arnie. Okay. Appreciate it very much. Yeah, take care. Let's go to Sherry next because it's sort of on topic. Sherry, welcome. Hi. Hey, I was listening, my husband and I, uh, to your program this morning, and you were talking about the energy use yes. of the electrical cars and stuff. And I was wondering if you have a listing of that somewhere where we can access that. Well, you, most of that you can Google. My figures are coming from me and my electric car. And, you know, I have an app that goes through my charge station that tells me exactly how many kilowatt hours, you know, on a day, month, week, whatever, you know, I'm using. So I'm, I'm literally giving you not what somebody's estimating on Wikipedia, but literally, you know, real world numbers as to what my car uses on my, the way I drive on a monthly basis. Yeah. So, so my, my numbers, in my in my opinion, mine are probably you know as real as you get because I can look at my app and pretty much see what my charging activity is for any given month. Yeah, uh, it's outrageous what they're trying to do. It, you know, it, when it, here's what's funny about I shouldn't say funny, Sherry, but you know, here, here's the interesting part is you will not hear anywhere in the press anybody talking about what I'm telling all of you right now because, in my opinion, this is sort of the dirty little secrets that are out there that nobody in the public or nobody in the media wants the public to know. Yeah. That's just true. So in December, just for, for an example, my real-world numbers for December 2020, and I did a lot of driving, but my, my real-world numbers in December was at 508 kilowatt hours. And the average house is... And the average house uses anywhere from eight to 900. Uh, unsustainable, and they know it. But it is un- it is unsustainable. You you could not put every vehicle in America on an ele- on the electric grid and use what I'm using. So one one car, yeah, one car is two thirds of your electric bill. So you add two cars, and then you're doubling. You're doubling, doubling it plus some. or more. Yeah, exactly. 
And so, yeah. yeah. So th- those are real world numbers. Yeah, they talk about. I don't know if you ever saw Agenda Grinding Down America, but it's a good. Uh, at least you used to, you used to could get it on a YouTube video, but huh. I don't know nowadays if that still lets you access that. But it talks about how they use that in the Marxist. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and again, we 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 create. I talked about it through the show because it's. I think it's a big deal, and it's something to talk about. Is we create this belief system that something is true, but then when you give the facts, because we've got everybody believing that the other is true, the facts don't matter anymore, and that's really where we're at, Sherry. Yeah. This electric car thing is a, is a perfect <laughs> example of that. Everybody thinks you plug into the wall, it uses a little bit of electricity, and away we go. Well, well, no, I, I personally am using at least half, if not more than half, of what the average American household uses for one car. Craziness, and that's how they cripple us. Yes, and, and, and they, yet they won't tell you what I just said. I know. It. And it's, by the way, neither will any, neither side. will any Tesla owner out there. I mean, I, I'm doing it because I bought the car as a test to really kind of see how it would work. Can the average person own one? I mean, yeah, I've had a lot of fun owning it and driving it. It's a fun car to drive and all that. But I wanted to look at it in a real world perspective and bought it for that reason. And I feel like I've really accomplished my mission in that because I'm I'm saying things literally, n- not bragging, but I'm saying things you're not hearing anybody else in the electric car world talk about. Yeah. Yeah, we love your show. So. Oh, I appreciate it, Sherry. Thank you. And, you, and, and anyways, that, that's where the numbers are coming from. So I'm just a real world testament. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you. Thank you, Sherry. I appreciate that very much, you. Jerry and Greeley. You are next. Well, uh, to uh, sort of add to what Arnie and Sherry pointed out, but yeah, the agenda and agenda two videos are fantastic. And and what Arnie was saying about the uh, the mass transit. Uh, yeah, I, we shouldn't underestimate the, the extreme lengths that the social engineers really want to go to. They, they don't like personal automobiles. They'd be happy to eliminate them completely if they could. And so, so you know, the numbers you're referring to, they would like to just disregard because they would like us to have to get permits to travel around. And, yeah, yeah, great you know, point, Jerry, great um, point. Anybody who, who doesn't understand just how extreme the the leftists, the collectivists, the communists can be. Uh, there's a couple of great books. One's called Mao's Great Famine, and the other one's called uh, Mao's Cultural Revolution by Frank DeCotter, and it talks about China from 58 to 76. And we'll never know for sure, but they actually probably killed around 60 million mm-hmm. people. That's not even getting into the imprisonment and the torture and the misery. Uh, and the leaders discussing that said, well, that's, that's a price that they're willing to pay. They think that's just fine for, for the greater glory that they think they're achieving. Yeah, and the problem is, and you know this as well, you know, the only buddy that really ends up winning are the guys at the top in those, in those things, Jerry. You know, sure. All the guys down below, the, the common man down below, they, they all lose. Mm-hmm. They pay the price. Yeah, they pay the price, literally pay the price. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Great point, Jerry. Well, well taken. But I've known people for 30 years who, who have, you know, they, they would be very thrilled to get rid of personal automobiles and, and have transportation. Control. Yeah, and to me, Jerry, and this is why, partly why I want to talk about it on our show here. I mean, this is not a political show. I get that, everybody. I know we're talking about that some today. Not, not my desire. Although, Jerry, I look at the car in America 
given what we did with the automobile early on, to me, the car means freedom. It's in the same sentence. Transportation, the car, the personal car in America equals freedom. And to your point, if they can control that freedom or take that away, they then have more control over us as a populace. That's why I'm such a big one on making sure we keep the roads open. We have the ability to hop in any car we want, anytime we want, go anywhere we want. That's the freedom as Americans we need. The minute that starts getting taken away by the things that we're talking about today, we're all screwed. Can I can I ask a technical question? Yes, 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 of course. <laughs> uh, um, some time ago, the topic of the ceramic finishes came up. Yes, I've done a little bit of research since then, but go ahead, Jerry. Well, I just wondered if, if you had any recommendations. I've, I'm really getting tired of washing the uh, road salt off. Yeah. And it, I read somewhere that they've started mixing the liquid um, applications with, with uh, like sugar beet juice or some sort of binder to make it stick to the road better. And anyway, I notice I have a heck of a time getting it off of the vehicles. Yeah, we're making our own. It, the, we, the, the, the state, CDOT, is now making its own brine. I don't know exactly, Jerry, what their concoction is, and I think it changes even as they, you know, do different things throughout the the year, and you know, depending upon what what winter we have coming up and what they feel needs to be done, and so on. But yes, that we we are producing our own brine now. They're not buying that mag chloride or anything along those lines. They're literally making their own brine. What they're making it from, I I I don't know. I can't answer that. Well, it it seems like it. It just sticks like glue, and then by the time I wash and agree. rub it off, it takes the wax off. I agree. So I'm, I'm wondering if the ceramic approach is worthwhile. Um, the more I'm studying it, I do think there's something to it. What I'm trying to figure out is, and I, if somebody out there listening has any advice or, or you know, you know, can come on air and even talk about it, I would love to have a chat. I do think, Jerry, that it's very much like... How do I want to say this? So we in the old days, we had Slick 50. Their claim to fame was it stuck to the inside of the engine, made the engine. Well, it ended up they get they got sued for false advertisement because it didn't do anything of what, of what they said it would do. And I think there's some ceramics that are in some of that same world. I think some probably are technically sound. They work great, and it's and they do exactly what they were designed to do. I think there's others that have a lot of smoke and mirror with the product and may not do what they say it will do. Just more of a regular wax product. Yeah, I, I, again, and I, and I think there's a lot of guys out there really profiting from this. There's some folks out there that are charging, you know, a thousand to fifteen hundred bucks to put a ceramic coating on a vehicle, and I have a hard time believing that that's worth the price. Somebody's got to prove to me that it is. All right. Okay, so so no specific brand that you're not that I have found yet, and everybody's almost today got one. Problem is, I, I I've not used one personally myself, and maybe I should just order some and give it a world, Jerry, so I can give a real world testament. But but I have not personally used any of that product yet. Okay, all right. Well, so I will do my much. best to find out. Though. I'll do some real world testing on it. I appreciate it. Thank Thanks, you. Jerry. I appreciate it. You know, I guess like my car, I'll get some, try it, and. Uh, Give right. you a testimonial. Exactly. So, but literally, if anybody out there knows of anybody that does that, has any inside knowledge, I would love to talk to someone because to me, there's a lot of, how should I say this? I think there's a lot of hype and maybe even some misinformation on what actually happens with ceramic coatings. And I, I am still, I guess it's because of my Missouri heritage and I'm kind of a show me guy. Uh, somebody have to show me that this stuff really does do what it says. I guess again, that's part of that Missouri, you know, background of mine. Somebody have to show me that it actually works before I buy into it. So, right. 
We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Myself, Ken Rackley. We've got lines open, 303-477-5600. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Dr. Julie provides both the scientific methodology and the empathetic accountability you need to lose weight. You've lost the weight in the past, but as soon as you started slipping back into your old habits, you felt like a failure. Now you've gained all of that weight back, plus some more, and starting over seems pointless. Both John Rush and Dr. Julie understand the daily struggle of staying healthy. The HCG diet at Ascent Health Center trains your body to convert unnecessary fat into energy, but you also need the mental and emotional fortitude to help you stick with it long term. Something as simple as a daily text message from a qualified weight loss guide could make all the difference between another yo-yo diet and a true lifestyle change. Remember how much better you felt without the extra weight. Call Ascent Health Center now and mention Rush to Reason for 30% off your HCG diet plan. 303-343-8800. At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years. Probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to the patented damping mechanism on our drive-align belt tensioners to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And Napa parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores nationwide. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store. But at Napa, we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the Napa Auto Parts store nearest you, go to NapaOnline.com. Napa, get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, southern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff. Napa Auto Parts. Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance will make you financially whole. Losing your home or vehicle in a disaster will leave an emotional impact, no matter how much insurance you buy but it doesn't need to hurt you financially. John Rush personally knows homeowners who have ended up in bankruptcy because they didn't have proper insurance. Even after their houses were completely destroyed, they still had to make mortgage payments. Imagine trying to find a new place to live while still paying a mortgage on your old house, which no longer exists. The same thing has happened to vehicle owners who continue to make payments on totaled vehicles because they didn't have enough coverage to make them financially whole. The personal insurance agent of John Rush, Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance, will make sure that even in a disaster, you will be made financially whole. Call 303-662-0789 for the coverage you expect. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to bgfindashop.com. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us today. I do appreciate it. Uh, John in Loveland is up next. John, welcome. How are you today? Hey, thank you. And I'm good today. And yourself? I'm doing great. Thank you, sir. 
that's great. Great program. I like uh, the depth of the talk you get into and Thank on you. any topic. Thank you. But I wanted to take a piece of that solar for a second, sure. if I could. Sure. I've been involved in the solar since back in the beginning, and the key player in that was T. Boone Pickens. Right. T. Boone put a lot of bounty, a couple of billion dollars into the Congress, into the initiative under the Dems to get solar on the plate and get it pushed as an initiative. His goal had nothing to do with solar. He was after right-of-ways. And if he could get the solar online, the EPA then would give him authorization for right-of-ways, emergency uh, powers, which would eliminate all the process you had to get right. through. Right, Yeah. So right. he got all of that. That's why he went against uh, Obama in the second term. I did not know he that. He got all his right-of-ways, and he turned his attention towards hydro. Not hydro, but uh, hydro in cars. Right. That is— uh, right. And that's where he went. So politically, that's what got us down that road. So I did not about, know that. Yeah, it, it makes sense. Right away. Makes sense. I but didn't know you, that, John. Makes total sense. I'll give you a second part about it for the EPA for what it's worth. Um, in Hawaii, they pay people for using their rooftops for solar panels for the utilities. Okay. As a, because the utilities don't have to go out and buy the lands to put the solar farms up on. Okay. And they get it for free, like they do here in Colorado. They put it on your roof, but it's like real estate. And in Hawaii, they force the utilities to pay the individual homeowners for that real estate, right? Because they're offsetting that capital cost. Okay. For every for the number of megawatts that are done by utilities on solar or renewable in that way, they eliminate going to the process to pull online a 12, 1500 megawatt traditional power plant, which has a elongated process and a lot of combat mm-hmm. with it. Mm-hmm. So they eliminate that. But here in the States, when they talk about doing the solar for free for you on your roof, it's, a, it's, it's like a used car dealer. What they're doing is they're getting your roof for free. Right. That's what they're getting. Right. And you're actually part of their system now that they didn't have to pay for, except uh, for a little bit makes of the sense. solar panel. Makes sense. So it, you want to be careful. I don't say it's bad. I'm just saying you got to know the 360 if you're going to have a win-win for everybody involved. Oh, the agree. No, no, well said. You're exactly right. You're perfect. Yes. Yeah. And the last piece is the big piece. Uh, the globalists versus the localists. Right. It's really simple. Reason Facebook favors global, it's the only place they grow. They don't grow in the states. They're already maxed out. That's true. Most of the corporate heads are maxed out, so their their future mm-hmm. is tying in the world. That's how they get the trillion-dollar company. That's correct. So that's – yeah, and so when you're part of the globalists, our Dems are part of that now and have been part of core, not all of them, about 70 percent are not. They're traditionals. So what you have now going on, if we push back towards like what Biden's doing – we shut down the oil and gas. We shut all that down. We go back to this concept of the solar renewable energy. It means for the next decade, and decade and a half, our predominant sources of energy, other than renewables that we have on ground, which, like you say, doesn't pan out, and it doesn't. There's big numbers there. Have to be bought from offshore. Mm. That moves, cap- moves our capital mm-hmm. through that process mm-hmm. to offshore entities that are part of the global community. Mm-hmm. So what you're doing is just shifting to your partners yes. that you want to be at, which the last administration kicked out of the room. Right. So they said, no, no, this is going to be domestic. We're not going to give up our strength locally. We're not going to be part of the pack in the back. We're going to be on mm-hmm. the front. We're going to be a strong partner and that kind of thing. So 
when you look at where we're going renewables, if you don't think it makes sense, I tell my kids and students that is, and I've part of the university system here and also in other places, um, I tell them all the time, follow the money, you'll understand that's the right. equation. That's exactly don't pay right. pay attention to the words. That's right. And that's just some back pieces on this discussion you're having related to everything from the cars. Yep on through to the solar panels and wind generation is the worst one of the bunch. You know, You're right. Produces at a 20% level, and that's it. I can do a gas plant right now, gasification plant. I can do a, a combined cycle plant, 1,200 megawatts. I can put it in a 40,000-square-foot building. I can light up a million people in the community with that plant. Wow. You'll never even know it's there, and it's all in natural gas. And it's using reuse water. But that's not the. that's not what – they're nope. going to do because that's not where they're trying to go. That's and right. They're trying to move capital. You're right. So that's my opinion. No, you're, no, I think you're right, John. That's a great point. I, I, I will use that too in the future. That's perfect. You, you, you just gave me some fodder. That's perfect. Well, I enjoyed it. I thought I like the localized discussion, and I'm part of that. But at the same time, I thought I'd put a little spin. No, on I appreciate it that. 1,800-pound no. gorillas are that's, playing. No, that's perfect, yeah. John. Thank you. No, what? Well, thank you. I, I, I have no other way to say it. I yeah, appreciate that. Right. that yeah. He's right on. Bring that, yeah. Bring right that on the money. Yeah. All right, Wayne and Greeley, you're next. What's going on, Wayne? Good morning, John. Hey, Good Wayne. Morning. How are you, sir? Hi, Wayne. Well, I'm doing okay. Uh, Ken, I'm still going to get down to see you one of these <laughs> days, even though I don't have a two-liter anymore. Well, that's all right. Yeah, come on down anytime. <laughs> We're right. always there. It's a nice drive, and i got to stop down and say hi one of these days. Yeah. Uh, John, I want to tell you, I had, do you have a moment? I mean, can yes. I? Yes. Go ahead. Okay. Um, a few weeks ago, I had one of uh, the best experiences I've had all year, and it made my year, actually. Uh, I got some pictures of a red Corvette here that I'm looking at right now. Nice. Uh, I went down, I ran into this guy. He was just walking out of this Corvette showroom down in Fort Lupton. And I asked, I told him, I said, well, I wanted to look at some of your vets in there, um, I said I was kind of looking for, uh, uh, oh my gosh, what's the guy's name that owns the place? Rolly. Yeah, I was looking for Rolly Purifoy. And uh, he. we said a couple other things back and forth, and I said, you're not Rolly, are you? And he says, well, I, I, I'm making a good try at it or something. <laughs> uh, just, he came out of the building with a pair of Levi's and yep. an old ball cap. And That's Rolly. You know, and it was Rolly, <laughs> and we had a nice little discussion, and uh, he he got one of these salesmen to take me in and show me your vet, and I got some great pictures of it. Awesome. Um, I took my wife in with me. Uh, we looked it all over. Uh, I was I was debating if you know they told me you hadn't driven it yet, and it only had like six or seven miles on it. And I thought, well, you know, maybe I ought to take it out here in the oil fields east of Lupton and <laughs> see how it did in the dirt. That Did it work okay? Um, I didn't think you would appreciate that too much, but it would have probably done pretty good. It probably would have. That's funny. See, see if you could get the all-wheel drive to kick in. So, I, so now it's got now the miles on it, Wayne, are from Purefoy Chevrolet to my house. I don't didn't clock it to yeah, see how far. But not very but many. I know you've taken it out and took it home. but That's all I've uh, done. We just decided to drive down there, and, and I never dreamed uh, I'd run into Rolly, you know. That's awesome. Uh, I just 
pulled out. I, I went to their regular showroom, and then I saw the Corvette showroom back there, so just off the main street and went back there and parked in front of it. And it's a great place. I'm out the door. <laughs> it's a great place. And they, they did a, you know, just a, you know, kudos to them. They did a great job, you know, taking care of me and getting that all done. And then, you know, I left it up there for a while for folks to see. And it, it was great. It's a great place. And I say all the time, it's like going back in time uh, to buy a car and literally yeah. Wayne it is. They got one. They got a really great showroom they there do all the memorabilia and everything from all the corvette it's fabulous it really is it's a great I'm place much, much of a corvette man i'm more of a chevelle man um i didn't i couldn't see buying uh, something plastic when i could have the metal one and put out as much horsepower true so i bought a chevelle true <laughs> i wish you still had it i do too <laughs> hard to get a new one of those these yeah days. you know i and wait just real quick wayne i wish i wish General Motors would actually do that again and come out with a Chevelle, and you know compete with the Challenger and do a Chevelle. Yeah, yeah, give us give us a, a yep. six eight hundred horsepower right. Chevelle. That'd be really nice. I, I wish they would. You know, I honestly think they could sell it. I, I but no, we're gonna go we're we're gonna go electric vehicles instead, Wayne. And I think they're missing the boat. Uh, this electric vehicle. You know, at my age, I, I didn't ever even dreamed about owning an electric vehicle. Didn't want one. Never considered one. Uh, I think it's a big bunch of hooey. Um, I I know, you know, from listening to you even uh, on uh, when I listen to you uh, about what's used and what has to be done to right. run an electric vehicle, I wouldn't even consider buying one. Yeah, and you know, for the majority of people, Wayne, I think you're I think you're in the majority, and I think that's the biggest obstacle they've got to overcome. And I I frankly don't know how they're gonna. I really don't know how they're going to overcome it because it's just they're, they're not practical right now, and I don't know if they ever will be. When I, when I heard that General Motors was going to quit, going to quit making gas vehicles in what thirty three or something thirty five, uh, yeah, I, I thought that my wife my wife says what, and yeah. I said yeah, I said I, I I hope I'm gone by then. So yeah, and the uh, one thing that I, and we haven't talked about this much, Wayne, but the one thing that I do think that that's not good for. And speaking of you know Pure Four Chevrolet, Chevrolet dealership, great dealership by the way. Love those guys out there, and, and you know, buy, I've bought several cars from them. The one thing, though, Wayne, that I don't appreciate what GM did, I know GM does it, it puts them in the press and all of that, but I think it might, in a subtle way, actually hurt some of their dealers right now because people that really don't want to go that direction and aren't in favor of that may actually look at that and not buy a GM vehicle because of that. And I don't think they do their dealers a service when they make announcements like that. Well, either that or they did them a heck of a service and everybody's going in and buying every gas vehicle. Well, that could be, too. Maybe the opposite is true, Wayne. You, yeah, you could be right. right as well. I don't know. It could be. Ken's too. You know, could be. Well, you, by the way, speaking of that, Wayne, you, you brought up something I wanted to talk about earlier that I didn't get to, so thanks for the reminder. I will say this. You're welcome, John. I'm glad I got to see your van. No, I appreciate I it, Wayne. No, thank you. I never had to see it, but... Uh, that's quite a car, John. Well, thank you. Thank you, Wayne. I'll, I'll let you go. I appreciate Thanks, it. One thing he reminded me of that I wanted to make a note of is I, I don't think I'm wrong in this. Today, you can buy vehicles. You know, that I'm driving a – I'll do a review next week on them. I'm driving a Durango Hellcat, 707 horsepower, you know, Dodge Durango. I'm going to tell you, and I don't think I'm wrong, if you want to buy a vehicle like that or a high-horsepower Camaro – or Challenger, or anything along those lines, I, I am going to say that I think you need to get a bot fairly quickly because who knows what their lifespan is like. Yeah. In, in other words, you could very easily see some inside mandates coming down from 
those that be saying, yeah, we don't want any more of those type of cars right. you know, being built and on the road. You know, we don't care what the demand is. You know, yeah. we, we don't want to see that stuff being produced. And if you don't believe me, the same thing happened through all the gas wars and emissions oh, and all that 70s. junk in the 70s yeah. Yeah. where the same thing happened. And we've seen that cycle. Right. One again in the two thousand what eight nine same thing shut down all those big engines so yeah, had the same exactly. situation yeah, so exactly. so again my feeling is that if you're in the market for one of those types of vehicles you know we talked today about the question of the day if you could go back in time and buy something knowing now what you know what would it be well I'm giving you some advice I do think those types of cars on down the road will not only hold their value but may also increase especially if you can't buy them anymore anytime you take something away. It typically drives the value of that sure. thing up. Yeah, so, makes sense. Yeah. Th- Wayne, thanks for the reminder. Conrad, hang tight. We'll come right back. Myself, Ken Rackley, Tech Automotive. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Can you believe how low rates are staying? Still in the twos. Back in the 40s and the 50s, rates were in the 5 to 6% range. How much longer are you going to wait? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Your home has never been worth more. Take AIM to get that lower rate or shorten your term. Lower your payment and pay thousands less in interest. It's your money. Call 720-895-0500 now. Affordable interest mortgage. Locally owned and family operated since 2001. Are you ready for the future financially? Many of our clients have the ability to access their equity for 30 years without raising their payments now. This prepares them for those speed bumps of life. Ask how you can become mortgage safe too. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, where our reputation of putting you first and listening to you is unmatched in Colorado. Call 720-895-0500 now so you can focus on what's important, family. Regulated by door, NMLS 298-191, equal credit lender. At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years. Probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters, to the patented damping mechanism on our driveline belt tensioners, to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And Napa parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores nationwide. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store. But at Napa, we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the Napa Auto Parts store nearest you, go to NapaOnline.com. Napa, get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, southern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff. Napa Auto Parts. JC's 4x4 has been Denver's premier Land Rover independent service facility since 2005. With all of today's latest off-road technology, JC's British and 4x4 is a Land Rover specialty shop. Not only do they service, but they will also outfit and restore your vehicle. The dedicated staff and attention to detail make JC's British your one-stop shop for your Land Rover or 4x4 adventures. JC's British and 4x4 is committed to quality and excellence, whether taking your kids to school or hitting the back roads for adventure. No matter what road you own from the newest Discovery and Range Rover to an older Defender or Series truck, we can help you maintain, repair, or modify your vehicle. When you're tired of paying dealer prices and only given limited options, call JC's British and 4x4 to service and customize your Land Rover or 4x4. Call JC's British and 4x4 right now at 720-586-4756. That's 720-586-4756. Or go to jcbritish.com. 
Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change BG. comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage and something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us today. Myself, Ken Rackley, Tech Automotive in Aurora. Conrad is next. Conrad, what's going on? Guys, awesome show today. I tell you what, you're hitting it right on the money like you always do. I just wanted to say, uh, let you know that. And I want to ask all these liberals out here that are all these electric cars, where the hell do they think they got the electricity is going to come from? To <laughs> Great question. Go. I mean, they won't, let, they won't let us have coal. They won't let us have natural gas. They don't want nuclear and they think that the solar panels and wind are going to do it, they're full of, you know what? You well, know? And, we, and we had really somebody from inside the industry, John, earlier who teaches on it, you say exactly the same thing, Conrad. So, yeah, you're, you're 100% correct. Yeah. Yeah. It's not feasible. Absolutely. No, nope. good stuff. Yeah, Conrad. i language there a little bit. But no, you're you know fine. Else? I think you, you uh, I tell you what, buddy, we don't want Rush to go away, obviously. You know, I think he's going to make a recovery, but, you know, you got to apply for – Maybe getting that job, I mean, you at least fill in for him when he's not on. I'm not oh, I appreciate that, Conrad. Thank you. Those are big shoes <laughs> really to fill. Sad, I'm serious. You take care, brother. Thanks, man. Uh, I appreciate it. I uh, those are big shoes. Um, yeah, I don't see that happening. <laughs> Terry in Arvada, you're next. What's going on, John? I've seen these uh, stations to uh, regenerate mm-hmm. your batteries for cars. I was wondering uh, what the cost is to Recharge your batteries. At Great questions. question. I'm glad you asked because this is another misconception that a lot of folks uh, don't really understand. And I will say that it depends. And what it depends on is there are some cities and places around that are encouraging the use of electric vehicles. And they will give you a better parking place and free electricity, which, by the way, you as a taxpayer, most likely of that city you're paying for. So when I go to... You know, downtown Golden, for example, and granted, I live in Golden, but when I go to downtown, downtown Golden and park and park in a really nice spot right up front and plug in, zero. I don't pay anything to have that my vehicle charged at that point. Other places, Terry, uh, there's a system whereby you, you have an app and you can pay for the, the kilowatt hours, and a lot of it depends upon the time of the day you're charging it with and so on and so forth. Average, for all of you, for all of you listening, the average kilowatt hour price across the country is about 13 cents. But it really varies on where you get that done, Terry. And then how long, how long does it take to charge one kilowatt? If it's a, I, so I don't know about one kilowatt, but for or, me, for a, I, I'd have to do the math on this. But for me, it's an hour for fifty miles. Okay, that's okay. the way so, my car works. Yeah, so if you're that's horrible. Yeah. So, so if you go to <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Unless I can get a DC charge, Terry, I'm a I'm an hour for fifty miles. So you know, for me to get 150 mile or 100 mile range back, I need a you know, two, two-and-a-half-hour charge or, or a plug-in overnight. So what if you uh, wanted to uh, drive to uh, Grand Junction? Is that a... I'll that get there and home? have to find a place overnight to charge to come home. Okay. Yeah, that's really... I mean, I can get there, but getting home is another story. I'd have to find a place to charge overnight to come home. Winter's going to be more taxing. Correct. Yeah, yeah, I lose... Yeah, that's the thing they don't ever tell anybody... 
Terry, is so my, my Chevy Bolt in the summertime, I can get 260 to 280, depending upon the temperature outside and so on. About 260 to 280 range miles on a, on a, on a charge. Winter, when we get down below 30 degrees or so, I'm, I'm down in the 175, 180 range. I literally lose 100 miles. Wow, in the cold weather. Yeah, and they don't yeah. tell you that. That these are the, the yeah. again, these are the things that the industry and those that are inside and the news media especially will not tell you about electric cars. How do I know this? Because I own one and I track it and I look and I pay attention. And I'm telling you, Terry, that I don't think most electric car owners do. Right. I think they're clueless. Yeah. Mm. I, I know because I bought it for this very reason to give you guys a real world example of how this stuff works. I'll be done. I think if I had one, I'd be. Worried sick as to, well, can I make it? Oh, you uh, get over that. I mean, there's enough computerization where it really tells you where you're going. I mean, I can go to Color Springs and back, no problem, not an issue. Fort Collins and back, no issues. You start getting beyond that, and yeah, you, you've got to you've got to plan ahead. Well, and on your daily commutes, I mean, you you know you're going to do you know 20 miles a day or 60 miles a day or 100 miles a day. You're not worried about that no. because you're going to take it home and plug it in. This isn't the car you're going to take to no. to Pueblo or that, anything past that. The reason why I say Terry, it's a you know for me, it's it's a very much a secondary car. Even though I use yeah. it on a daily basis, I own it as a secondary car because I've got one of you know several others I can hop in and go over the mountain with if I need to. Yeah. So another thing, if I was to go to uh, oh, Winter Park, go over Berthet Pass, I'm going to use I'm going to use a lot more electricity going up. Yeah, but you, now, fortunately, though, you can regenerate going back down. I've I've not driven mine over there to know can I regenerate enough for what I lost going up to offset it. I I, I don't know that I that I don't I've never done it. I don't know. Because I do, you know, I do charge going back down. So, you know, I, I do have regenerative, uh, regenerative system, and they all do. All, all those electric cars do. It 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 does regenerate. As yes. You're, you're going down a pass. Yes. Yeah. The one cool thing about the car, and this is something that I have to train myself on. You know, I drive some press cars here and there, and I have other cars to drive as well. So my Chevy Bolt, and I don't know how all their electric cars work, but my Bolt on my steering wheel. I literally, on my left-hand side, like you would control the radio or something along those lines, I have a button I can pull back on on the left-hand side that literally is extra regenerative braking. So it regenerates when I let off the gas, but I can literally bring the car to a complete stop with regenerative braking and never hit the brake pedal. On your fingertip. On my fingertip. The problem with me is I get so used to doing that, I go hop in another car, and I'm always trying to find that button, and it don't exist, and i got to push on the actual brake. <laughs> right, but 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 literally, literally, you can take the car all the way down to a complete stop with a regenerated braking. Huh? Yeah, it works pretty well, actually. Uh, I, I rarely use the brake. Rarely on that one. Yeah. Yeah, hardly ever hit the brake pedal. Only in an emergency stop do I ever hit the brake pedal. Sure. So it's just uh, like a decompression. Exactly. Start- only 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 about a hundred times more so. Hmm. Not exaggerating. I mean, you literally can. When you hit it, you can feel it push you forward. That's how much it breaks. I had no idea. Oh, yeah. I didn't either. Yeah, it's yeah. surprising. Pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, again, I mean, you know, as far as the – and you guys all know me. I'm kind of a techno guy. I love technology and all of that. Technologically speaking and all of that, I mean, it is fabulous. But if you're buying that thinking you're saving the world and the planet, you're a fool. Yeah. One – yeah, and, and you can't have it your travel car. No, you can't have it. I no, mean, you have to own other cars if you're right. going to own that car. Yeah, you you were not going to yeah. own that as your first. car. I mean, it could be your first car, but you better have a second car to go over the mountain with if you want to. Right. Yeah. If you don't plan or on anywhere else, the city. Yeah, yeah, you're fine right. with it. But yeah, so it, it is a it is a commuting vehicle only. Yeah. 
Well, I really appreciate that. I often wondered, you know, nothing is free. Nope. And uh, I wondered, uh, you know, the, do they charge you by the hour when you pull up to one of those stations? By or? the watt, typically is how they work. So when when I've got my app and I go to a, a charge point, in my case, charge point station, uh, you, you you just sign in and you'll get charged so much per watt, you know, per kilowatt uh, coming into the vehicle. You know, Whatever if, it's able to absorb. Right, whatever, whatever I can take while I'm there. Oh, okay. You, you, you would stick in a credit card. Yeah, it's, it's an app. It's all through your phone. It's not even a credit card. It's an app. Oh, it's an app. Okay. You tell I, that charge I, station, know. I want juice, and it gives it to you and charges you. Huh. So it's not per gallon. It's per juice. <laughs> you got it. Per watt. Per. Think, of, think, of, think of it as a light bulb per watt. Just like you're paying for your, your light bulb at home, I'm doing the same thing at a charge station. Only very much more so. Yeah, and per how much it can absorb while you're there. Yeah, so, so, it's so for, if you want ten gallons, you can get ten gallons. If you want a full charge, you're gonna have to wait. You're gonna time. wait. It's right. time. And, and somebody did ask too, and I wanted to make sure I got this out there. People ask, you know, well, what's it on average cost me, you know, to drive that car of mine on a monthly basis? And if you use the thirteen cents per average, I know in Colorado we're a little less than that, but if you use the thirteen kilowatt hour. You know, 13 cents kilowatt hour across the country, Terry. In my case, it's about $65 a month to drive what I drive. I drive 15,000 miles a year. You break that down, it ends up being about 65 bucks a month. Well, I've wondered this for so long. I really appreciate your Sure. Information. You're very welcome, Terry. No, thanks for calling, and I appreciate you calling in. Uh, Dan and Caller Springs, hang tight. We'll get to your Lexus question in just one minute. we got a couple lines open, 303-477-5600. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. You listen to Drive Radio because you have a lot of questions about your car. You have questions about what kind of oil to use, what the best tires are, where to get the best parts. But have you ever asked what will happen to your car after you die? Did you know that if you don't have a will that specifically states what will happen, a probate judge will order your family to split your car evenly? And because you can't cut up a car into pieces, your family will be forced to sell it and just split the money. According to Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, it is estimated that two out of three people don't have a proper will in place. And oftentimes, things like your favorite classic car are accidentally forgotten completely. Michael understands that the only way to be absolutely certain that all of your final wishes will be honored is to take a small amount of time to talk about it. 720-394-6887. 720-394-6887. Call Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, right now to set up a free consultation and make absolutely sure that you don't leave anything to chance. Few things are life-changing. Your wedding day, the birth of a child, an oil change. Wait, what? Yes, an oil change can change your life if it comes with a peace of mind that if your engine, including the fuel system, fails, you're covered for life. The BG Performance Oil Change comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system. Find a shop near you at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. BG. John Rush personally uses Novus Auto Glass to maintain his fleet of company trucks. 
all of his trucks tend to be in the same place at the same time on Friday mornings. So every Friday morning without fail, John's local Novus guy comes by to check all of the windshields on his company fleet. That's at least 50 different windshields. On the spot, any new little chip or crack gets immediately repaired. Since John self-insures his glass repair and replacement, Novus offers him a discounted cash price. Even more importantly, John saves a lot of money in the long run by repairing those chips and cracks immediately instead of waiting to replace all of those windshields down the road. He'd much rather pay $40 or $50 per vehicle for regular repairs than pay hundreds or even thousands of dollars to replace each of those windshields. Take care of your company vehicles. Visit drive-radio.com slash Novus now and schedule regular maintenance for your fleet. Novus Autoglass, the inventors of windshield repair. All right, Drive Radio, last segment. Thanks for joining us today. I do appreciate it very much. I know we talked a lot about electric cars, and Charlie was recommending that maybe one of these days we just kind of devote a full, you know, three hours, and I'll get some different guests to come in and so on. And I'll work on that. I mean, I do think that we as a program, you know, myself, because of buying a buying an electric car and having some firsthand knowledge, you know, again, I would have not known anything I've talked about today had I not bought a, a car sure. a year ago, yeah, right. I, I would yeah. not have any idea. You're stating it on whatever I would have, you look up. Whatever you read. Whatever is presented to and you. And I'll tell you right now, I learned a lot owning it that I never read before. Sure. Because you, it's not the same. Yeah. you got to own it and experience to even know how all this stuff works. And I think I'm telling things in, frankly, a more truthful matter than probably most are. Because I'm, I'm not, facts. my yeah, eyes aren't glazed over with it. I'm just giving you right. the facts. Yeah, exactly. Dan in Colorado Springs, what's up, sir? Got a quick question. I'm. It's like pulling teeth trying to get a Lexus dealers to completely drain the transmission fluid on an RX 350. They'll they'll drain a little bit, but they won't get it all. And I'm wondering, is that the way to go, or is no. there somebody that does do it all? Yeah, you you can go to. I don't know. And I, I do have some in Colorado Springs. In fact, if you send me a Email. I've got somebody now I'm working on that could go that you could take that to that could do a complete uh, service for you, Dan. Do a complete fluid. We call it a fluid exchange now. It's no longer even. We used to call it a flush, but it's a it's a complete fluid exchange where the machine literally takes all the old out, puts all new in. And why some of these dealers are are either hesitant or flat out resistant to do that, Dan? To me, it's just a lack of knowledge. I, I hate to say it that way, but it's just lack of knowledge, as far as I know. Yeah, I don't know how in to say Parker, it. Parker, who would who who is Extreme in Parker? Extreme can do it for you, or Extreme or can over here in Aurora, okay. either one. Okay. Second quick question: What's your favorite between the following large SUV, a Lexus LX five seventy, a Cadillac Escalade, a Denali, Yukon, and a Chevy Tahoe? That's tough. I've been, I've, been deba- I've been debating that one even on my own. The the the, the Cadillac, yep. in my opinion, is overpriced. The Tahoe, yep. out of all of those, I think is the most fairly priced. And by the way, you know, Purify Chevrolet would help you with all of that if you decided yep. to go that direction. Uh, the LX is a tough one to beat, frankly, just because two things there for me personally. One, I don't think they're making that car forever. I think that's another. I, I believe I've heard they're going to stop that car in twenty twenty two which to me, I feel like the value of that car will probably increase because anytime you take something away, the demand for it will go up and so will the price. But they're not the same vehicles. I think that's probably the thing I need to mention as well. The, you know, the Denali, the Escalade, and the Yukon, yes, they're all the same. But the, the Lexus is really, 
in a league of its own. I mean, it's not the same vehicle. It's got a different ride. It doesn't have as much power, even though it's got a V8 engine. The fuel economy is not as good. The luxury, though, is way up there, and its durability is probably the highest. And I'm not. I'm just going to be honest. I think the durability is highest among everything you mentioned. But I mean, that's a vehicle that will go 500,000 miles, and most people are never going to drive that. Right. Now, I will say this, I just real quick, I think the Lexus and the Escalade are far overpriced. I think the Denali is getting close to being overpriced. The Tahoe is the best value of the bunch. Yeah, okay. Hey, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Okay. Thanks, Dan. have a great weekend. Thank you very much. You do the same. I appreciate that. Uh, John and Littleton, you are next, sir. Yeah, hi, hi, John. Regarding the electric cars, uh, Jim Farley, the president of – Ford, you know, they're starting to get into it. Of course, Elon must have smoked all the legacy uh, manufacturers on this thing. But right. Jim, Far- Jim Farley said that there's 60% fewer parts. So you can imagine over time what that would translate probably to the bottom line as far as profits go. And it's going to put a lot of people out of work. I mean, you're not going to have crankshafts and oil changes right. and all the other stuff. Right. And another thing is, I'm reading a book, a biography on Warren Buffett. He, anyway, he uh, he just made a big, big buy of General Motors. I'm talking, I don't remember what it was, 100 million shares or something, you know. Mm. So, I mean, he doesn't go in lightly, and he thinks, of course, that GM's going to profit from this. Ultimately, you know, all the things you're saying are right as far as the infrastructure goes, but I can't believe these guys are so also uh, ill-informed that this thing isn't going to work over time, you know? So, uh, well, I think, it, you know, again, John, to me, it comes back down to, and much as I respect Warren Buffett and think he's a really smart guy, I do think some of these guys still get, you know, clouded judgment on beliefs versus facts. And, you know, unless they, you know, unless he knows something that I don't know when it comes to, you know, General Motors and the insides of it and, and how the electric vehicle thing is going to work for them. Uh, I think he took a big gamble that, frankly, I wouldn't have taken. Well, yeah, he takes gambles in hundreds of millions of dollars, I realize. Well, and when you're worth, you know, $60 billion or whatever he is, who cares? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just another investment for him, and he can get out of it, too. But, uh, you know, it's going to put a lot of mechanics in that. Uh, they're going to have to do something else. They're going to have to get electrically oriented. I yes. don't know. Yes, they will. Yeah, they're going to have to. They're going to be brakes and tires and wheels and all the rest of it. But, you know, John, real quick, uh, and I know I'll get to Mickey, too, real fast, but, John, just I think Ken can even chime in. John, it's not that far off of that now with new vehicles. I mean, there's very little engine work done anymore. You do some diagnostics and some electronics, a little bit of transmission work here and there. You do some maintenance, but the reality is if you can find a technician on any given street on any given day that works in any modern shop and find out when the last time is they overhauled an engine, um, I doubt if they ever have. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. That's probably right. right. Because yeah. that that's changed dramatically from what it used to be. Yeah. Unless you're swapping it out. Uh, interesting yeah. conversation, though. I mean, I think, yeah, it'd be good to have a, a long conversation on it because this yeah. is a the legacy uh, manufacturer is going to – they're getting smoked by old uh, – They are, buff, by Elon. I mean, uh, Elon but, uh, yeah, Elon Musk, yeah. They are. Oh, good. That's John, thank you. I'll run to Mickey real quick. We'll get that in. I'll do that. I'll plan a show here in the near future where we can do that. Mickey, you're up. Morning. Outstanding show. Thank, thank you. you. I'm an autoholic. I love round headlights and steel bumpers. Yep. <laughs> I think you've underestimated Mary Barra, though. I think she's crazy like a fox. 
And how? She just changed the new logo oh. with an E in it. Yeah. Now look at the timing. She just sucked up to all the liberals with her, we're going to have all electric cars. Uh, not no, not Mickey. You're you're 100 correct there. I, I can't argue that one at all. Yes, you are right. She oh. it's exactly what she's doing. And and, okay, and just so everybody knows, and I'm yeah, I, yes, I will be a little critical of of Mary because I think Mary is somebody that worked her way up in the industry, but she's not a car person. And there's two, there's a lot of folks, and Ken knows what I'm talking about. A lot of folks that work in the industry that work in the industry, but they don't have a love for the industry. They don't have a love for cars, and they're not car people. That's Mary Barra. Yes, she's worked in the industry the majority of her life. She's worked her way up through GM, but she is not a car lover or a car person in my book. But she is a corporate type. Yes, she is. She just got a buttload of free publicity. Yes, she did. And all the the libs are going, oh, we don't have to look at GM anymore. Yep, you're correct, Mickey. Not arguing that at all. You are are 100% correct. So I think she might have pulled a genius move with her announcement, because one, the administration won't look at them, uh, and she just sucked up to all liberals. So, well, and, and the other thing that she does when she does that, by the way, and you're right, she's smart. Uh, she'll she'll create investment from the likes of you know the the Warren Buffetts and so on by doing so. Because anytime they start talking about those things and folks look at Tesla and look at the future, then of course they're going to go in and start looking at GM, and that's exactly what's happened. So yeah, you're right. She's not dumb. Okay, just thought I'd No, you're, you're right. No, Mickey, you're, you're 100% correct. Thank you. And I never said she was dumb. She's just not a car person. Right. Because a car person would have a Chevelle inside of General Motors right now as a retro <laughs> car competing with a Challenger, mm-hmm. which they do not have. So that's what I mean by a car person. And could somebody come in to General Motors and make a Chevelle and make it profitable? Um, I think Dodge has already proven that you can do that. I think Ford yeah. has done that with a Mustang. So, sure. yes, they can. Mm-hmm. They've just chosen not to. They're going to go a different direction. So, Ken, thanks. Yeah. Good show. Well, it's great to be here. This is yeah. an evergreen yeah. show. We'll play this again sometime. Yeah, this right. is a perfect show. So, Definitely. thank you. That's Appreciate great. it very much. Tuntech Automotive, you. what's your phone number? 303-364-3391. All right. Sportsman of Colorado coming up next. Stay tuned for Scott Watley and the crew. Otherwise, we'll be back next week. Same time, same place. Larry Unger, Charlie Grimes, thank you guys. We'll be back. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments, download previous programs, and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.